favorite drinks, and I tell each one to my favorite drink, but they say, you can't have two favorites. I always say, I can have five. We'll make it till five past, if that's right, to get back a bit of your lost time, because oh, okay. it's starting right. so late. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ! We're ready if you are. Yeah, Father help us. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's kind of nice, isn't it? Yeah. The testimony of Jesus. Mm. Jesus sacrificed his life as a testimony of uh, his prophetic act that he did on our behalf. Let's just pray together. Thank you, Father. We... (laughs) Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, (laughs) you are one God, and we exalt you, and we love you, and we love your voice, but oh, how we know that you love us, and that knowledge gives us such courage, such encouragement, Lord God, that you love us with an everlasting love that you want to reveal yourself to us, that you want to bless us, and you want to give us the ability to see in the kingdom of God, not by sight, but by the Spirit. And so my prayer for us today, Father, is that we would be stirred and activated to see in spiritual realms the prophetic, the word of knowledge, uh, Uh, word of wisdom even, Lord God, that we would move in those gifts of discerning of spirits, all of the gifts that we see in Corinthians. But especially, Father, will you teach us today, Holy Spirit, teach us about prophecy. Teach us so that we can be used by you in this season where there are desperate people who need to hear a, a word from God and they don't even know it. Thank you for that, Lord God. Amen. Um, I wasn't going to tell this, but I'm going to tell it really fast. I have to go really fast. (laughs) Um, Because I want us to have at least a half an hour to activate. Uh, So I'm just going to briefly touch. But just recently I got a phone call from the most conservative church in my city. And they said, we'd like you to come over. We have a... um, Alaska Christian Women's Ministries. And uh, we'd like you to come and pray for us. And I said, pray? Okay, pray. What do you want me to pray? Well, you know, pray the way you pray. You get it? And I said, oh, okay, you don't want me to speak? No, no, we want you to pray the way you pray. So when I got into the meeting with these ladies, it's a wonderful ministry. They have prison ministries for women. They have teenage ministries. They have, uh, you know, just every possible kind of uh uh, children who have no homes and foster care and all kinds of ministries that they had. And so they had a board of directors and they said, why don't you start with a board of directors? And I said, okay, let me just tell you about what I'm going to do. I said, this is the way I pray. I said, I just listen to God and whatever he says to pray, that's what I pray. And we love to hear from God, don't we? And they all went, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They weren't talking about what I was talking about. (laughs) So I turned to the first person on the board, and I just began to prophesy to her about her life and what her calling was. And she burst out. She said, how do you know that? How do you know that? She said, uh, you don't even know me. And I said, but remember 
all of us in this room, we can just listen to the voice of God and God will speak. So um, um, let's move on with a little bit about prophecy. There are all kinds of stories I want to tell you that have been fun, but we won't do it this session for sure. Um, How many of you have never given a prophecy? I want to see your hands. Everybody has. Oh, good. We don't have to go over a whole lot of stuff then, do we? So let's just go over some basic facts to kind of refresh our minds about it. This is what I think is really important. When I started using prophecy, God let me know, because I was afraid. He let me know this has nothing to do with you. It has to do with love. And that we're setting our love on someone and that God loves us enough that he's going to speak into our lives and it's going to make a change for that person's life, but it can make a, a change for society. It can make a change in your neighborhoods and in your in your schools and in the whole city. So, um, love, number one. That's 2 Corinthians 3, 6 that talks about the gifts. and It says to earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. And um, it's important to touch this as we go past, too. We know in part... We prophesy in part. We don't know everything. that, um, And if we don't know, we can ask God for clarification if we get a word or if we give a word. And there are many times when I have a word and I have no idea what it's talking about. And somebody's crying and they had an idea. Illustration, we were doing a prayer room and um, the lady that was with me was a Catholic lady. And we were uh, praying for people that came and this woman came up and said, I need prayer. Because I have cancer. And Mary Jo said, or Mary Jo just said, let's pray. And Mary Jo heard, I'm going to do it on here because it's that, that kind of a smack like that. And she didn't try to interpret it. She didn't try to do anything else. And that's what we're going to do here today. We're just going to say what we see or what we hear. Um, and we're not, we don't even have to say the Lord said. We just can because the person knows, this woman burst into tears. She said, that's the way my dad always hit me. We said, okay, now let's pray about your heart, and let's talk about forgiving your dad. And her journey for healing was down the road of forgiveness. So um, we know in part, we don't need to know the whole part. He'll do what he wants to do. How do you come into that place with the Lord where you connect with him because there's a certain stillness, a certain focus that comes to get a word. So just kind of tell me what what you do, what you do. Maybe different for all of you. How do you wait until you hear? And that closing of your eyes, you close everything off, and he comes. Okay, very good. What else? Somebody else. What do you do? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I always teach that. Look into the empty vessel. You're an empty vessel. You look in, there's nothing there. You look in, there's nothing there. Nothing there. Whoa, there's something there. Well, you didn't put it there. So you can be courageous and speak that thing that you saw. You don't have to say God said. You can just say, I saw two hands. Two, oh, it was two marbles that slapped together that that gal, gal saw. Bam, two marbles. That's what delivered that woman. Okay, somebody else. How do you hear? How do you still yourself? 
absolutely get away where no one is and just just fill yourself there. Okay, that's good. Anybody? Yes? Yeah, yeah. I have a friend who always heard from God in the bath. It was a joke. We always teased her about it. Where? What else? How do you, when you're relaxed, when you're not thinking about all the stuff that goes on in your life, but you're getting still on the inside, does worship ever still you? Oh, yeah, worship is a great way to get still and hear from the Lord. What else? What do you do? Praying in tongues is what I always do. I mean, it just works great for me because it takes it right out of here. You don't know what you're praying. You're praying in the Spirit, and it's, it's still something on the inside. Any other ones? Very good. Yeah, looking looking at the scripture, reading the scripture, and something pops out. Okay, good. So you've got you, you got it pretty figured out of different ways that you hear that way. Um, what about what blocks you from hear, hearing? Self. Get thinking about yourself. Yeah. Or I'm afraid to do this. Or what if I do it wrong? Those kinds of things can affect you, right? What else blocks your hearing? Distractions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, something. The kids tugging. What else? What about, think about your own self. Tiredness. Fear. Certain kinds of emotion can block so that you don't hear as well. Um, If your heart is walled off, you don't hear as well. You may hear here, but you won't hear the heart of God. So it's very important that you connect with God when you're in that waiting time and you connect in the heart because God will then give the heart of God along with that word that you give. Okay, moving very quickly. <laughs> A couple more minutes. How do you how do you hear? And we use that word here and that confuses people because we don't all hear. I see a lot. I almost always see pictures and sometimes I'll see pictures of words, but I don't. And then I do hear words. But how do you hear? Yeah, you're a seer. Okay. How many seers do we have? Okay, lots. Okay. What else? How do you hear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I often see that as well. Yeah, good. How else? Impressions. Mm-hmm. And as you as you really hone that, you get good at it. Uh, and I would ask the Lord to give you words and specifics even more and more because um, sometimes you're not quite sure, are you, with an impression? And you just have to clarify with the Lord about it. What else? Yeah, yeah, you can, I tell you what, I'll walk up to somebody and go, oh, oh my gosh, you've got so much pain in your heart. This is what God says. Yeah. Uh-huh. I never, I think, move this way, but I have friends who move this way. I have a friend who moves by a, a license plate she sees. 
or a marquee movie theater sign that she sees. And, and it's just almost foreign to me, but it works for her. Exactly. Very good. I love it that you said that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have a friend who does that, too. She, she sings all these 60s songs, and they're all exactly accurate for the prophetic word that everybody else is hearing or seeing or whatever. Like a little vision, a, a night dream or something. Uh huh. Yeah, I to- I totally get it. When I when I was in Kansas City at IHOP and I had my eyes up and I was we were worshiping and all of a sudden this building brick building was before my eyes and it be- and it was a- and the whole picture it started to collapse and you know it was just a little video clip. Yeah. Okay. What other ways? Yeah. Good. We got there, didn't we? To dreams. Yeah, very good. I get names occasionally. I had a friend who was a prophet who got names all the time. And I said, how do you get names all the time? He said, well, where I learned how to prophesy, everybody got names all the time. We were taught not to use names. And don't be careful with dates. Be careful with mates, right? (laughs) You're going to marry. No, no. Let the prophets do that. You stay out of the hot water. Edification, exhortation, comfort, right? I, I meant I didn't get their name, but if, if, I could, if I could see their name, there was something about their name which would come to my mind for them. Oh, you look at their name. Okay, all right. That's very interesting. That's good to know. Anybody else? Yes. Right. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Uh, Let me see if I have anything on here that's not on. There's that knowing that's not an impression. It's just where a bunch of circumstances gel together and you go, I know what God's saying. Yeah, some of you are shaking your heads about that one. Yep, little pieces coming together and you see the picture. Right. Um, Um. we didn't say trances, like Peter on the rooftop, but that is one way. Um, we said visions, dreams. I think we covered that whole thing. All righty. Um, I think it's important to just touch as we're going past that, that you be really sure about your submission to authority when you're prophesying, that you don't usurp authority, that you... Um, I'm always careful to stay under the authority of the person in charge of the conference or or whatever it is, because uh, it's safety for you, it's safety for for everyone else, and you you know you want to be careful with what you're saying so that it can be followed up, because sometimes things that you're saying if they're if you're not careful that way it can be bad for for people to uh, have ministry afterwards. Um, how many of you get personal prophecies for individuals? Okay, all right. How many of you get uh, group prophecies? 
Okay. No. Prophesying to a group of people. Like if I were to prophesy to you right now. Okay, some of you. Um, Just touching this as we kind of close out this thing. How many of you get prophecies that have to do with cities or regions or nations? Ah, interesting. Yeah, very good. Very good. Let me just say that if you're doing prophetic ministry that's over cities or regions or nations, uh, that is very important to know your place of authority. Like I was in um, Kenya. They wanted me to prophesy over a, uh, a dead false prophet where they'd been sacrificing children to him, and then they sacrificed children on his grave. And they wanted me to take authority over that. And I knew I'd already done this wrong, so I learned <laughs> when I did it wrong. I did it wrong in Peru. Uh, I said, no, I don't have the authority to do that. I'm sorry, I won't do it. And it was just a one-on-one conversation with the pastors. We were in a pastor's conference of a thousand pastors. And uh, it was an amazing thing. When I told him no, I went over across the room. And from the other side of the room, of course, she didn't hear anything. She just, this woman stood up and she said, I am the granddaughter of this false prophet. And I have come to Christ and I want to confess and renounce it was full of power, and as soon as that happened, the pastors came over and picked me up and carried me into the middle of the room, <laughs> and they said, now make declaration over our nation, and I said, yes, now I can do it, because she's the one that has authority in the land. I'm the one that needs to submit to that, and I could do it under that authority, but I, I knew I didn't have the authority to do that on the spot, so just a passing uh, bit about that, because I think it might help you. Um, let's see... I think we can break up into twos. Maybe you want to go to someone you don't know. If you're sitting next to your friend and they know every word you've ever thought. (laughs) Go to someone that you don't know. And remember, you're listening to God. You're just saying what you're hearing, seeing, feeling, your impression, whatever it is. And you're going to give that to the person, and then I want them to respond, what that means to them. And then I want you to have the other person prophesy. Before you actually prophesy, um, you can um, do what you do. Close things out, pray in tongues, sing in the Spirit. You know, you can't go lie in your garden. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying. Come to that place where you connect well with the heart of God because you want to give the words but you want to give the heart of God because the heart of God and and let me ask you this how many of you when you prophesy also know that you are um, imparting intentionally imparting something when you're prophesying not just giving the word but if it's a word about faith that you're imparting that faith Anybody like that, that you know that you do impartation while you're doing it? Okay, some of you, but not many of you. So consider that today, a little step up in your prophetic, where you're hearing the heart and the voice of God, you're giving that word, you're getting feedback, but you are you're, um, you're giving an impartation from God, 
because he's given you the word. And, um, and you may just take a moment with it. You know, you may be prophesying someone, but just stand there as you're finishing and just give that impartation. It's like this. You don't impart something from you ever. <laughs> but you look to heaven and you see this stream of, of the presence of God coming down. Maybe a person's got a, um, is troubled over their grandson. And so you allow the compassion of the Lord to pour out into that person from heaven through you to them. Amen? Just a little extra something that you can do. And there'll be times when you impart where you, where you recognize, oh, I can release something from heaven. If you don't have it, don't do it. I mean, we're not making stuff up here. We're going to do what God wants us to do. Okay, we've got 30 minutes. So why don't you find somebody that you don't know and um, do your preparation of waiting and then just begin to prostrate each other and then switch.
just have your attention for a minute. I, I thought of something that I think might be important to share with you. Um, one of the things is, who is it now who makes this thing come to pass? God. This is the Holy Spirit's job, right? Yes. So sometimes when you prophesy, you think, well, <laughs> I want to help that along a little bit. Go and help it along a little bit. Let the Holy Spirit do that. So that's just one thing that I wanted to say. But I wanted to um, 
just talk about this for a minute before you share a little bit about what you uh, heard. Is how do you receive a prophetic word? What do you do when you receive a prophetic word? What steps should you take when you're receiving a prophetic word? Okay, hold on to it, journalist. Or may, and I record mine. I think that's really important. Check it with the Word of God back in your camp to make sure that what you have heard, you know, sure, they should be laying it out by the Word of God, but you, you're the one that's receiving it. You're the one that's going to walk away with it, so you line it up with the Word of God. And if it doesn't line up with the Word of God and it still troubles you, you may take it to your pastor or somebody in authority, somebody that, you know, moves in, in those gifts and, and, and spend a little bit of time praying over it and so that you don't take on stuff that you don't need to be taking on. Okay? What else can you do when, to receive a word? Yes? Yes. Here's what I was taught when I was first taught prophecy. And it, it was, I had a wonderful uh, background in prophecy, a wonderful mentors. But one of the things that they believed in that church was that you take the prophecy and you put it on the shelf. And if it comes to pass, it comes to pass. I do not believe that anymore. I say, you read that, you read that thing, and you line, or you look at that prophecy, and you line it up with the Word of God, and then you say, was there a witness on the inside of me in my spirit? Whoa, that was God. Then you better begin to declare that thing, pray that thing, speak that thing, write that thing. Don't just put it away. Don't put it on some shelf. But, you know, work with Holy Spirit. If He's saying that that's to you, then you can work with Him in agreeing with it. That's really important when you receive a prophetic word. What else? Anybody with other thoughts of how you receive it? Yeah. Yes. That's part of that actively pursuing to see it come into uh, uh, where it should be. What if you get a prophetic word and huh, didn't feel good? Mm. You know, have you ever gotten one where you went, yeah. Boy, I want that off of me. Yeah. Get it off of you. Yeah. Right then, just say, Lord, I'm, I am not receiving this. Uh, you know, you may want to go talk, get some counsel about it before you do, because sometimes we get a prophetic word we don't want to hear, and it really is God's. But, but if you have a sense in your spirit, oh, this felt like a curse, this did not feel right, then, you know, pray with somebody about it, ask, you know, that that just be removed from you and that it won't um, in any way affect you. Okay? What else do you do? What if you feel controlled, judged? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Could it be that the word is right and that the way they're doing it is wrong? could be. You have to be very discerning when you're getting prophetic words. And so I just want I wanted to act, sort of activate you in that, saying, yes, find out by that witness within you, find out by the Word of God and find out by counsel exactly how you need to handle that word. And then if it's, if, boy, you get a witness that brings that in with the Lord, and you say, that's kind of controlling, but you know, 
I, I, I totally receive that word. I know it's right. All righty. Um, one other thing that I think is kind of interesting. Sometimes when I prophesy, and I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I'll be prophesying. A lot of prophecy that I have is about the heart. God will show me inside a person's heart, show me things that have happened to them or something like that. A lot of times it will be about fivefold ministry things. But when I'm looking at something in the heart, um, occasionally I will say to the person, I can't hear a thing because your heart's closed off. And they will immediately go, oh, I'm sorry. But we, we close our hearts off. We guard ourselves, don't we? Inappropriately self-protection. When we want God to be the one that's protecting us, sometimes if we've had some trust issues, we can say, yeah, we want a prophetic word. Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> Go ahead and give it to me. Just try. And, and so, so just be aware of that. Sometimes when you can't hear something, you may just pray, Father, soften your heart right now. You may say, I mean, you don't have to be so bold as I am sometimes, but, but you know, I'll just say, I can't hear because you shut your heart off. Every time I've ever said that, the person immediately tries to open their heart, and I can hear just like that. So just a little hint that might help you sometime when you're given a prophetic word. And that tells you something about how you receive prophetic words, too. Okay, how about this? And then we'll have a little sharing. On the street, a prophetic word on the street to a person who doesn't know the Lord, a word of knowledge. What do you do? What do you do when God, do you ask, first of all, for prophetic words for people who don't know the Lord? Yeah? Okay. Some of you ask for them. And then how do you give them? Love it. That's excellent. Could you all hear him? He just says, you know, he sees somebody and he just says, I, I, I feel like God has showed me something and I wonder if it's okay if I pass this on to you. So, yeah? Somebody else? What do you do? Well, I found that I, I think really had a good way. Once he was in, in the loo and, 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 and it was in the gym, and there was somebody else. Good, I'm glad he was in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And when they were washing their hands together, he said, uh, and he had a strong, I don't know, six-year-old word for me that he was having a bad right knee. Uh, I, I never noticed it was a bad right knee. And, and at the time, it wasn't a bad right knee. one of those little stands, you know, and uh, I just walked up to him and I said, oh, I just have to tell you that God just told me that he loves you so much and that this is what's going on in your family. Oh, he was pretty freaked out. But, but I said, it's okay. He really cares for you. May I pray for you? And, you know, he, he just said, please, please pray for me. I'm, I, you know, people on the street, you got to have the right moment and all, but yeah. they're pretty ready for prayer. There's a lot going on, and people have a lot of fear and a lot of hopelessness, and so you can be watching out. And so if you haven't thought about, how many of you, again, have actually given words to unsaved people on the street? You know, in the mall or somewhere like that. Okay, not a big percentage of you, so I want to encourage you in that. It's a wonderful evangelistic tool because they totally don't know how you get that information and you just tell them, well, God, 
God just moved on my heart. Mm-hmm. And um, and at that point, if he want if they want to you know have a little more with you, you can ask the Lord, give me something else for them, Father. Give me something you know that and and that's a wonderful time to evangelize. Is you, you know don't do it in a way where it looks like I just gave you that so that I can <coughs> twist your arm here. But people respond pretty well to love. So I just wanted to say, be watchful at this hour, because this is a wonderful time to uh, evangelize. Anybody in here give messages in tongues that are ones in the service that need to be um, interpreted? At one time? Okay. Yeah. Just a few of you like that. You know when it talks about better if you prophesy, because people have... And understand, um, but if you have a message in tongues and there's an interpretation to it, that does give understanding, doesn't it? So you might be asking the Lord about that as well. I was always, I loved to prophesy all my life. I have not loved to interpret tongues, and I don't know why. It's just been kind of a joke. I, <laughs> this fear hits me about about doing that. But so begin thinking more too about this thing of impartation. When you gave impartation today, anybody that you felt like you were, what was it that I asked you, what you imparted? Well, I want to impart a real blessing um, on, on that speech for Excellent. Really want to speak. Blessing with that. Pulling it down yeah. from heaven and offering it to you. That's so good. I thought, um, I thought about that impartation of faith. Because you can ask God for, you know, that impartation of faith for other people when you're giving a word. It may be a word about something they're going to, they're going to do, and we always try to accompany that with that impartation. But please recognize the difference between control, which is <coughs> giving from here, as opposed to. Whoa, there's just a stream coming down from heaven for you. That he's just, you know, increasing your faith in you right now. And you're just agreeing with that, and that impartation is going with you. Okay, anybody else do that today, an impartation? Okay, that's, that's kicking it up. That's kicking it up a little bit to another level. Okay, I think that's all that we need to uh, go over on here. But I wonder if um, if someone would like to give a testimony about 